0: Welcome to Wisdom of the Masters, Hasidic Parsha Pearls. Today I'm going to share with you a slightly more contemporary idea from this week's Parsha today. This week's Parsha is B'Shalach, where we learn about the incredible miracle of the splitting of the sea. And the Talmud tells us <coughs> that a very interesting thing the the there is a Jewish concepts, one of the 13 principles of faith of Maimonides, that in the future, after the coming of Mashiach, there'll be a time known as the revival of the dead, where all souls will return to bodies in this world for a period of reward on earth before the return of all souls back to the next world known as Olam Haba. So there's a period of reward where bodies and souls both enjoy connection to, to spirituality, and to God in this world. That's known as Tachiyas And the Torah, the Gemara says, the Talmud says, Remus Where do we know that there's going to be Tachiyas And the, the Talmud says, from this week's Parsha, from the song that was sung at the sea, when the Jewish people crossed through the sea, they sang a song. This week's Shabbos is actually known as Shabbos Shira, the Shabbos of Song. Because of this song. And the song begins. As yashir moshe v'nei israel azoyis. Then the Jewish people and Moshe will sing this song to God. And the Talmud says. Why does it say then the Jewish people will sing? Says the Talmud. This is a reference to the future time. When all souls will return to bodies. And then all people will sing. It's very strange. It says it in the future tense. So, the great Belzer Rebbe, Rev Aaron Kodesh Lashem, Aaron Rekeach. Aaron Rekeach was the fourth Belzer Rebbe. Belz was a Hasidic dynasty in Poland. Uh, Rev Aaron of Belz was born in 1880 and he led the Hasidic Belzer dynasty through the Holocaust, eventually made it to Israel. In a very daring escape, it's written about an amazing book called Rescuing the Belzerebi, which I read many years ago. Um, one of the most uh, harrowing moments is that he and his half-brother, the Belzarebi and his half-brother, the Rov, dressed as Russian generals. They shaved off their beards and their payas, and they were smuggled into Hungary from Poland and eventually made it to the land of Israel. And he rebuilt the dynasty in Tel Aviv, and eventually his... Um, his nephew, the current Rebbe, took over the dynasty and built it into an incredible, incredible, very contemporary, very avant-garde, cutting-edge Hasidic movement, which is really, the Belzarebi is at the forefront nowadays of every, um, incredible innovative idea in the Jewish world, whether it's, um, career training through, through service in the army, to uh, mentors for every student in yeshiva. Bells is, is really a very, very incredible organization and community that I spent uh, a lot of time in when I was in Israel. So the Rav Aaron of Bells was speaking after the Holocaust. Shortly after the Holocaust, he made a sudas hodah, a thank you feast in thanks for having survived the Holocaust. And people ask him, how could you be thankful for surviving the Holocaust? How could you be sing, sing prayers and, and of gratitude to God when half of the Jewish people were killed? How could you be grateful when 90% of Polish Jewry was killed? When his own children were killed and he did not have children after the war? Or Aaron did not have any children that survived. So, how 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 can you explain being grateful in such a situation? So Rev Aaron said, quoted this teaching. Why does the Torah teach us a reference to the revival of the dead in the the sp- song of the splitting of the sea? Why now? So said Rev Aaron that the Jews who had just escaped Egypt were not so different than the Jews who survived the Holocaust. Why? Not only had they gone through 210 years of backbreaking torture, oppression, and slavery. right Like the Jews of the Holocaust who survived, many of them went through the forced labor camps and incredible suffering and deprivation. But not only that, but they also lost a vast majority of the Jewish people in Egypt. The Talmud tells us that only one-fifth of the Jews survived slavery of Egypt. And there are other explanations of the Talmud that say it was even less than one-fifth. Some say one-fifth, and say, some say one out of five hundred Jews survived. So the Jews were leaving Egypt. And it was a bittersweet redemption. They recognized that they were free from slavery and from oppression. But on the other hand, they lost so many of their brothers and sisters in Egypt, those who died in the plague of darkness, who were those who were unwilling to leave, who didn't want to leave, who were happy and content with their life in slavery. They got three meals a day and they were taken care of. They didn't have to worry about the future so much. They didn't have so many choices. Some people prefer slavery to freedom. <laughs> so says the bells of that's precisely why now the Torah teaches us a reference to the future redemption because of the sadness and the and and the the suffering and the and the loss that Jews had gone through at that moment God says i want you to know now's the time to sing why because in the it's not a forever death is not forever Although we lose those we love, know that there'll be a time when we'll be reunited, not only in the next world, but even in this world. As Yashir Moshe. Then Moshe will sing in the future. And that's even other Hasidic uh, texts explain why the singing was done right now. Because at this moment, having left Egypt, they suddenly recognized that everything they had been through was actually for their good. And that's the idea of a song. Song. What's the idea of song? Right? The difference between a song versus when my kids make noise, right? When my baby bangs on pots and pans, it's noise. What's the difference between noise and music? Music is when all the notes, all the different notes come together in harmony. You recognize that there's a rhythm, there's a tempo, there's a melody. The high notes and the low notes are tied together in some sort of rhythm. The various notes at the same time are actually part of a harmony. That's what song is. Song is when you recognize that all the different points of your life, the highs and the lows, actually all come together as one. That there's a purpose and there's a bigger picture. That's what's going to happen when Mashiach comes. We're going to see, look back, and see all the different things that happened to us in our journey were really for a bigger purpose and a bigger picture. So the Talmud says that that Moshe who sang Az Yashir then they will sing, actually was rectifying something he did wrong with the word az, then. Uh, if we go back a few weeks to Parsha's Shamos, the very end of the Parsha, Moshe says to God, Moshe turned Moshe to God and he says, Lama he Why did you punish this nation? Why have you done bad to my nation? Lama why did you send me? Ume and from then, Basiel, Paro, from the time I came to Paro to speak in your name all that's happened has become worse for the Jewish people you sent me to save the Jewish people Well, I spoke to Paro and I said let my people go you know what Paro did he punished us further he took away our straw and he made us make more bricks same number of bricks he increased the oppression so nothing good has come from this so says the the Talmud that because Moshe sinned with the word az, he now rectified it with the word Az in this song that he sang. So the question is, how did he sin with the word "us"? Moshe came to Hashem and he said, from the moment you sent me, it's become bad. Why did you send me? Why is the sin, the word az, from, from then, from the time that you sent me, it's only become bad? Shouldn't the sin be really that he said, why did you send me? Or why have you done bad to the people? Why is the word then the sin? So I believe you could say that, that Really, the sin is, is that when we, when we think and we forget that there's a big picture, that Shem is a conductor conducting our life, when we look at an isolated moment in time, then in the past, when we live in the past and we think, if only that hadn't happened to me, if only I had made a different choice or if only things had gone better for me, then things would be better now in the, in the future. When we disconnect the past from the present and from the future, that's the sin. Thinking that somehow the, uh, looking at our life as isolated moments as opposed to as a continuum, as a song, that's the sin. So what is the rectification? Moshe says, then, now talking about the future. When we get to that future point, when we go, are able to look back and see all the disconnected points in our life were really all one. That is the ultimate rectification. We live in isolated t- moments in time. We don't see the big picture. God is beyond time and beyond space. God sees the full completion. When we, when it looks like we're going through hard times or bad times, we don't recognize that. We don't know the past. We don't know where we were in our past lives. I heard a story today of, of a girl who passed away suddenly at the age of 19 from a religious family. And it was very heartbreaking for the family. And her younger sister had a dream. And in her dream, she saw her sister come to her from the upper world and it was like real she she you know there's certain dreams that we believe are are a taste of prophecy a lot of times dreams include just different things we're thinking throughout the day or things we saw but there is such a thing as prophetic dreams and and this girl had a dream of such clarity that it was it was clear to her that this was real and in her dream her sister came to her and she said i want to explain to you what happened to me in my past life i was I was a Holocaust survivor and my family parents gave me up to adoption to a Polish family and I survived the war and when I became 19 years old I started looking into my roots I discovered I was Jewish and I and I returned to Jewish lifestyle I became religious I married a religious man and I lived to a ripe old age when I got to the next world I was told that my I could I could stay in the next world, or I can come back into this world to rectify those 19 years where I did not live according to Judaism. And I chose to come back in this world, so I spent 19 years of my life completing and rectifying my past life. And then after I hit 19, I didn't need to be here anymore because I achieved perfection. So we look at a, a very isolated moment in time. We don't see the past. We don't know where we've been in previous lives. And we also don't see the future. We don't know really where we're going. We don't know what's necessary in order to get us to where we need to be. But when we get to the next world, when we experience that final moment of completion, we look back at all of history, we're going to recognize that every single moment of our life was for a purpose. It was all completing a song. Then Moshe and the Jewish people will sing because then they're going to see the complete totality and perfection of every moment. So whether it's the Jews who got out of the Holocaust or whether it's us now going through whatever hardships we're going through in post-COVID or in our own personal lives, recognize that it's only piece of the puzzle. Someday we'll sing because every moment of our life was there for a reason. Wishing you all a beautiful, beautiful Shabbos.